Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia and other eating self and body issues. Great to have your company. Picking up on the last episode where I was speaking about, okay, what do you do when you know that worth and value, understanding that you have worth and value is absolutely critical to your ability to rest and receive nurture and life and to get over your eating disorder. What about experiencing yourself as loved and lovable? How do you, how do these things become real in your life when your experience doesn't match this? And when by, because you've been struggling in the eating disorder space, getting worn down by the eating disorder voice that criticizes you, berates you, annihilates you, shames you, isolates you, how do you start to recapture that sense of your worth and value when you've lost it or when you may never feel like you've experienced it? Look, I believe chances are the fact that you are here and listening to my voice, there have been people in your life that have sown seeds of love and lovability to you, have have sown seeds and experiences have modeled to you the fact that you are worthwhile, that you have value. They have listened to you. They have listened to your needs. They have cared about you. It could have been a teacher, an uncle, an auntie, hopefully a parent, but I do know that there may be people who are listening to this broadcast or podcast today and you may say, Michelle, you know what? I just have no sense that I have any worth and value. I have no sense that I'm loved. I feel completely unlovable. I feel nothing but hate towards myself. I live in a prison of complete and utter self-hatred and self-rejection. Oh, I want to speak to you. I understand that. That is the place that anorexia in particular will take you. I know that firsthand. So I'm just going to relate to you through my own experience and speak to you. Because I know that the longer you play the game on the eating disorder game board with that voice that begins as a voice that says you're not good enough, prove your worth, or if you do this, you know, you can make yourself worthy, you can make yourself good enough if you just try a little bit harder, if you just do a little bit more in this direction or that direction. So you start to play the game. This usually begins in a number of areas of your life. You know, you try and lift your game in a number of areas. Wherever you feel deficient, you try and lift your game. It could be in at home, being a good daughter or son. It could be at school, upgrading your performance at school or in sport or in relationships with friends. Wherever you feel like you are deficient, you start to lift your game and try and be good enough. You also start to restrict food. And as life is very hard to quantify your success in those other areas, you know, being a good daughter or a good, good at sports, I mean, numbers and anything with numbers becomes a tool in the game of quantifying your success, your ability to prove your worth and value. But as those areas become harder and harder to control or you feel more and more out of control, because you feel like you're running and jumping as high and as fast as you can, but you're not feeling that sense of relief or rest or like I've done enough. The bar keeps moving. The goal 
becomes higher. And so as that happens, you restrict further, you, you know, clamp down harder in the area of food control. You may up your exercise and lower your calories. All of this to try and prove your worth, to prove that you deserve to take up space. But the horrible side of this solution is that as you do that, Things get harder because you can't control calories and kilograms to the, you know, you can't, which you can't starve indefinitely and your emotions and who you are is not designed to be suppressed. Who you are in actual fact, right in the moment that you are struggling, who you are right now, if you're hearing my voice, you have worth and value. You do not have to prove it. You cannot lose it. It is yours by birth. It is your birthright. You were created with worth and value. And what happens as you go along the path of that eating disorder is that the lie that you're not good enough, as you bow the knee to that lie, it becomes stronger because nothing satisfies it. And that voice that drives you to get up and go for a run or to limit your calories or to isolate yourself and study harder and do whatever, that voice just gets more and more fierce and there's nothing that's counteracting it. You do not have anything in your soul, (laughs) your psyche right now to counteract that. And if you're isolating yourself, then you don't have anyone around you to help to counteract that voice. That voice that lies to you needs to be refuted. And you need help to refute that voice. You need to question that voice. You need to say, wait a minute, is that really true? What particularly is that voice saying to you? You need help to refute that, to debate that. And if you're just working that out in your head and you're in that anorectic territory, let me tell you, you need someone outside you who can actually hear that voice and stand alongside you and fight it. Because right now, that lie is bigger than your ability to fight it on your own. You've got worn down, you've got under the lie, you've battled and got war weary and you are under the lie. The lie feels more powerful than your ability to refute it and you need help with that. So how does that begin to get busted? Well, you do need help. You need someone to come inside your court and fight with you against that liar. Okay, that's the truth. And as part of that fight, you need to uh, fight the voice that's saying you can't eat because you do need to eat. While you do not eat, while you keep starving your body, guess what? That lie is also fed by the starvation approach because it brings about this black and white polarized way of thinking where you are either good or bad, worthwhile or worthless, In you have succeeded or you have failed and the starvation process feeds absolutely into that. So you need help to refute that voice that says you can't eat. See, the deal is you are hungry and you deserve nurture. And that nurture that you deserve is both physical and emotional. But as you've gone along the journey, you have fallen victim, if you like, to this liar, this lie that says you don't deserve anything. And because you are in that blinded, dark space where you believe that, you need some light and some truth to impact you from outside you and really shine on that area and say, wait a minute, this is a lie. You are worthy and deserving of life, of nurture, of emotional nurture, of physical nurture. And to stand with you and fight and help you build up that very quiet, almost 
out-of-sight voice that is in there somewhere that goes, wait a minute, surely I deserve something by now, to start to feed and build that healthy part of you, to come up and start to fight on your own feet. You've just got worn down if you are in that part of the battle. That is really the anorectic part of the battle. Now, for me, I was in hospital at this point. I got very down in my weight and I was hospitalized at that point. Now, I was not fed. I was not um, force-fed. I was not tube-fed. I was the only, only anorectic in this place at this time. This was many years ago. Um, and But what I got in that space was not so much the, the eating nurture, the physical nurture. I had choices about what I could eat or not eat, which was pretty amazing, actually. Um, but what I did get there was some emotional nurture and some emotional support. And can I tell you, it is not that my parents were not caring of me. It is not that I had never been emotionally supported in my life. That's not the truth. What happened for me, though, in my home environment is that I was really triggered. I had bought into the lie so much and felt so responsible for every bad thing that happened in my family that I could not be in that environment without being trigger happy, if you know what I mean. If something was going on in the family where there was tension or mum looked upset or, you know, something was going on, I would immediately take full responsibility for it, take all the guilt, all the blame and try and be good enough to offset that badness. So I was very, I'd bought into the lie. I needed separation. And partly being in the environment of hospital was really helpful for me because it separated me out of that environment where I had become so enmeshed and over-functioning in my home environment. I could not, I couldn't have told the truth about what was going on if it, if it, if it hit me in the face. I could not read the signs accurately every um, expression on my parents' face, every nuance, every um, everything they said, I twisted inside me through the lie and became my fault. I've done something wrong, but I can make it better if I just be good enough. So thank God I was admitted to hospital at the age of 15. Thank God. And I had a social worker that I was working with. And I didn't really think, it didn't feel like any of that was particularly helpful at the time. We were, were not really um, digging into the eating disorder per se, but just having someone interested outside my family, feeling like I could relax in that space, there was a lot that happened there. You can read my book. I don't really, I didn't mean to go into such detail in this podcast. What I was wanting to do is talk about how do you start to, to know your worth and value if these things feel really remote to you? How do you start to re-experience worth and value? Well, it comes in my um, experience and in working with others, I believe the human and divine elements are really important. That you need, you know, to know that you have worth and value, to know that you are loved and lovable. These things are absolute truths. They are also things that you can experience, and I hope you have had some experience in your family, in your circumstances, 
but either or whether you have or not i know that the eating disorder lie will wrap itself around your heart and your mind so tightly that you will not be able to recall or see or feel those truths or experiences you will not feel worthwhile you will not feel valuable you will not feel lovable or loved you will be disconnected from those very experiences that nurture and bring life and what comes to heal that is also in relationship in connection in uh, community in connection with others healing balm healing anointing if you like can begin to flow and I'm going to come back in just a moment and talk a little bit more about how that happened for me and what that might mean for you so come back join me in the next episode and until then travel well <music> 